Hello and welcome to What Memory, the podcast for survivors of stroke and brain injury. I'm Stephen Masters and I'm here with Josh Reed yep. and Jamie Rutherford. Yeah. We all have brain injuries. We want to share our experiences, find out how other people live with brain injury and investigate what's new in brain injury research. This is episode 14, the anti-fragile episode. And we're getting all philosophical, neurological and possibly illogical as we get to grips with an interesting new take on an old concept. So, anti-fragile, I've picked up a load of things off Wikipedia and the internet and stuff like this. Okay, anti-fragile is a concept developed by Nassim Taleb, who's an American academic mathematician and philosopher, and he's written a book about it, of course, called Anti-Fragile, Things That Gain From Disorder. And his theory is that some systems actually benefit from shocks, such as extreme stress, volatility, mistakes, faults, attacks, random disorder and failure. And these shocks actually increase the system's ability to thrive. And this concept can apply to any circumstances as long as you look for it. And that's the whole basis of his book. That's kind of, I thought, the starting point for today, really. is, is What does that mean for brain injury? So after a personally traumatic event, there are three common psychological responses. Uh, you, you collapse, you bounce down, and you actually stay down. And that's for a minority of people. Um, there's um, a second response is resilience, which I know you don't like, Josh, because yeah. it's, um, yeah, it's overused. But you, you kind of you drop down and you bounce back. And that's the majority of people. And then there's a new one called post-traumatic growth, which is a new buzzword in the psychological world, apparently, um, and where you bounce down, uh, but you bounce back better than you did before. A small minority of people do that. But in the middle of all of this, in comes this uh, idea of uh, anti-fragile, which is that you're, it's an inbuilt yeah. thing in any system. And since we all designed systems using our brains... We're really yeah. replicating something which already happens in our own brains, mm. which is why when you have a stroke or brain injury, the brain works its way around the problem yeah. and starts rebuilding itself, what oh, they call yeah. plasticity. Yes. It just yeah. works its way around. And that could be because it's been designed to withstand a shock like that. Because yeah. I remember the, the beautiful moment when I was talking to this stroke specialist as I was coming out of hospital. So I said, what, what exactly has been going on? He said, well, the, a bit of your brain has died. Yeah. And it won't come back. <laughs> you were like, <laughs> what the hell are you saying? It's never going to come back. You mean it's completely dead? Yeah. And, and that's what he left me with. Yeah. But it's only a bit later that I found out that actually the brain starts to rebuild yes. in this remarkable system. Probably what he meant was that that bit's dead, but... You can you can do without it. The body is able to cope without it. It might be longer. It might take years, but slowly it will get back to. Yeah, you'll be doing the same things that you were doing, maybe in just different ways mechanically in your brain. The bit you missed out was all of that. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, definitely what you need to hear when yeah, it's, because uh, when he said it had died, I was thinking, well, how big is this bit? This is it? Is it a golf ball size? Is it? Is it? You know? Yeah. Is it? The entire half of my brain yeah, has well, just the back withered part of and my gone? brain just dead completely. Complete, so, yeah. But how much of it? Um, about uh, a quarter 
But gee, that's a lot of brain. Yeah. <laughs> I would have really panicked if I somebody had said, a quarter of your brain's never going to go back. Yeah, so, but, yeah. yeah, okay. So, the psychological one is that. So, this new concept says that the whole thing is designed yeah. to bounce back yes. better. What I want to know is, if that's true, mm. Is the working system of a brain designed to be anti-fragile in the first place? Yeah. In other words, are we going to bounce? When it gets damaged and it's broken, all that rerouting stuff, is that going to be enough to get you back to a better place than you were before? Yeah. And why would it do that? Fair because yeah. if you've got a bit missing and it's trying to join up the bits around it yeah. and create new pathways so to speak, between the neurons to cope with everything so you can get back to moving your legs and your arms and stuff. Yeah. Why would you get any better than you were before? Mm. And what are the implications for that? Yeah. I think that it's very interesting because on the maybe on the face of it, if you lose the use of an arm, You've kind of lost the use of an arm. It's not like there's much you can do. Obviously, if you have the loose, have forget the use of your arm, and you don't have it anymore, like me, you can slowly get back to it. So I for for months, I could never, I couldn't use my right side at yeah, all. Yeah, me too. And then slowly, I could build it up and build up. And now, okay, I am aware it's not back to where it would have been at all because i can use my left hand and i don't even have to think about it whereas i have to concentrate yes. with my brain so difficult like so hard focus on that to pick up a glass still but i'm able to do that anyway um yes. which is sort of where it was um so you're back to where you were yes but your but your right arm is no way near better than it used to be is it so, or is it? I think that it might be in the sense that I can exercise, especially my right side, much more than I could have before the stroke. Before the stroke happened, I can push more weight, I can hold more things. Like, yes, it's not as stable. And that's the word that I'd use because I it shakes a little bit. And if I'm really like pushing myself, but I could not have even thought about that before my uh stroke and my transplant because i couldn't even i was so thin because of my cystic fibrosis right it would have been impossible for me to be like oh my god i can be that person so it's 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 almost like having to change your mental thought of okay you're not going to necessarily be back 100%, but you can go, you can be better in a slightly different way. Right. So I, I would say, for example, my art, like that's never, I, I used to be a photo realistic drawer um, and now that's not even possible. However, I can still do abstract art. I can do art that's different. I can do clay work. I can do um, right. other things which are more color play and, I would never have done those before because I was like, well, I'm good at photographic photorealism, so right. I'm just going to stick doing to that. It's forced me to find different ways and different pathways to improve and find different ways and things that I can sort of express myself 
Right. So we'll do it. So is that improvement? Is that... Or is, is that, that just different? Different. <laughs> <laughs> and is it just the difference that, does, that, that we kind of confuse with... Yeah. I think it's being internally challenged. So there's a kind of evolutionary potential for this, yes. isn't it? Because if oh, you yeah. say that in order to move on, you've got to break things and move quickly, as yeah. I'm saying in Silicon Valley. So if human beings are designed so that their brains fail... Yeah. Stick with me, you're on this one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a if, if it's designed to fail, but we actually come back better... Yeah. You know, then it's actually quite a good idea because otherwise human beings would just be on the same old same one. We'd still be yeah. in caves, you know, yeah. with furs. And, and um, so it's only by having a very diverse way of thinking and a need to think differently, which you do when you have yeah. a stroke or brain injury, yeah. that that creates the new kind of paradigms for things going forward, isn't it? Yeah. You, we wouldn't invent the wheel unless you had a dire need for a wheel. Yeah. So at some point, somebody said, we need one of these. Yeah. So maybe a whole of human evolution involves having catastrophic events like strokes and brain injuries because yeah. that's the way the brain improves and we pass it on. Well, yeah, look at, so if, with the example of the sort of caveman, you know, imagine someone being like, I've, I've had, we've, I've, I've lost a leg from a, a lion yeah. attack or whatever. And suddenly it's like, actually, I, the, the best way I can move and is to have this sort of almost peg leg. So it's like, oh, that's an improvement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if you look at, say, um, disabled runners, yes. like in David yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, those legs they have those kind of curved yes. leg things, they can move at phenomenal speeds. It's yeah. almost like a cyborg thing. Yeah. So necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah. And having a leg missing creates a situation where somebody's got to invent a clever leg. Yeah. So, hmm, I don't know so if it's going to... That's gonna... so interesting. Yeah, that's a very, very deep and complicated... I think, am I just trying to rescue something out of the situation we're in? So I'm kind of talk it up a bit and think, well, there could, there might be advantages because um, if you reconnect things in the brain after a stroke or brain injury, yeah. those new connectivities, although they might repeat the same patterns you had before, inevitably must have bypass old things. So new habits new experiences, new ways of thinking. Yeah. You're not in the same old rut you might have been in before you had your yeah, stroke. Definitely. You've had to jump out of that and do something completely different. Yeah. So that maybe that is just... Freeze you. I think it frees you. you to, yes, frees you to think very differently because you're forced to. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, so on a, in a minor way, um, a lot of people, as we've heard... Uh, from Joanna, less classic example, less worried, less stressed, Stress. less doesn't doesn't mind as much. It allows you to go right. Actually, these filters I need to put back up. I need. I've cho I'm choosing to put these filters. Yeah, it's back a very up. good way of describing it, Josh, because I've felt very much the same way myself. Mm. I know exactly what you mean. Part of that. That's a you know. There's a way to describe how it is you've realised. Yeah, yeah. You do need to put back up, and then there's things that you. When you go, actually, no, I don't want that in my life. I'm happy to be 
more of myself. I'm ma- I'm happy to be more I yeah more assertive, more sort of. I will say what I feel rather than just say it being like, oh, okay, I don't I don't agree with you a hundred percent, but I'm going to act as if I'm I'm going to nod and agree with you because you're a random person who actually I don't care about, and I also, in a way, it's kind of like, oh, I don't like you. I was your like I don't know a, a friend from uh, from when I was like two, but actually you're a waste of space. <laughs> um, and I I'm choosing now to get out to actually say to get it rid to of them. my life. Yes, um, which you might not have done before. You might exactly. have thought oh, I'll tolerate that. Yes, exactly. But that's not quite the same though, is it? Of that of actually, I mean that's a psychological coming yes. back. I would think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it is yes. of you had before but that might be well, are we confusing different yeah I was going to say it depends doesn't it how you perceive it as Josh has just described it I've I've felt pretty much everyone I've spoken to with head injuries felt very much the same way mm. that no longer willing to put up with things that they didn't have to exactly it's like you've re- re-evaluated I suppose the the purpose of life and also you know what you're doing and realise the things that you no longer require, like added fluff. That's right. I will often see in a room people talking, but to a means to an end, and they'll talk for an hour, but I can't clearly understand what this conversation's going and what the intentions are. Out of society, people tend to fluff around everything just to fill up the day. And I mean, that might be a social convention that's been to not hurt people's feelings and yeah. and I think that that's the thing you have to be very careful after a stroke <laughs> a fine line yes exactly yeah, yeah. We're, we're, and you will and undoubtedly first, yeah and hurt people's thing, feelings isn't it when you first as we've discussed when you first especially when you first uh, you know how, however you know however what brain injury or any of us have received I think we all had that initial period when we really up Set people, yeah, and you're very, is in a, in a way, because yes. you in a way you are not quite aware of your own empathy, no, <laughs> and that's the thing, you it's like you've, it's like a, a lossage of yourself, so you're trying to sort of re establish your yeah, belief systems, I suppose. Yeah, what thing is it? It goes very, very deep, mm. it is very deep, but that's the thing, it's like once you've sort of I think some of those snap back. So you're kind of like, it's almost like, okay, well, this is very important. And it was important to me before. It hasn't been, but now I want to get back to it. So, you know, really caring and like loving my sort of like the people closest to me. That's very important. And that's after the stroke, I was flailing and sort of, um, lashing out at all the people I cared about but now I realise okay actually you can't take it out on them that this has happened to you yes um but then there's things where you're like actually that was I don't need I don't need that part of my sort of life anymore I can get rid of that I can cull that I can stop having to like holding my tongue or biting my tongue yeah from that part of my life um and that allows you to as the end be freer and sort of 
level up almost. Um, okay. We've used that term before. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah leveling up. So, yeah, in a so, roundabout way. I thought then, a close call with death changes your priorities. Yeah. Which is not the same as evolving your brain up quite so much. It's it's a reset of what you're thinking, which is what we've been talking about. Yeah. But is there a built-in aspect to this, which in doing this, we are going to go to a different, better place because we've ditched everything, because we've had a close call? Change your priorities, get higher. That's difficult, isn't it? You can't quite... Quantify that. Yeah, exactly. You can you can decide whether you perceive it to be a more positive place. Yes. But it's just a different different mindset or a different understanding of Exactly. I think that it so the problem is it's it's probably for the scientists to be like, we found (laughs) this we found this thing that every cell in your body is programmed to when it has trauma to bounce back better to sort of stop uh, or to create this process which helps you to far exceed where you've been um it might seem like that to us as people who've had a stroke that we're trying to find this and we've come across something like this yes. because of that fact because we're looking for it that's another thing because you know people go throughout their lives having no issues at all and never think about these things understandably yes. because unless they are very inquisitive they're very into philosophy whatever like they don't really need to think about it at all they no. just carry on but having had a stroke having had this traumatic experience and it maybe allows us to look for this in different places. It's like, yes. you know, someone who is religious might say, actually, the sunset is a proof of God. So we're yes. looking for that proof. Okay. If you want. Yeah, no, like. I like that. I like that um, idea. And if that then works out that the science proves it out okay. of our experiences then i think that's the best way that it can go it can be parallel our experiences and then it can cross over to the same lane so new new idea are we just kidding ourselves about this because we need other people don't we yeah so if you're not self-reliant, the idea that you can bounce back better than you were before takes a bit of a hollow kind of tone to it, doesn't it? If you need other people around you all the time just to get through the day, you can hardly say you're going to be bouncing back better. Yeah, I, w- I would say that's... That's a tricky one, I think isn't it's... it? I mean, that, that kind of kills anti-fragile stone dead in a certain mm. sense. Yeah, but it doesn't stop the idea that if the brain keeps trying to improve itself yeah. through adversity, that somehow we're going to reach a different place with the help of other people. Yeah, but I suppose regardless of a brain injury, that's literally how the mind works in general. If you think about it, everything you do on a day-to-day basis is just based around very fundamental things and simple adversity things, like crossing the road. Yeah. 
to go and to get the bread because you're hungry or something. Do you know what I mean? As simple as they may be, fundamentally, it goes back to that. So you're always, in many ways, that's always going on. It's just you've been challenged with a far... Greater, greater, yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Adversity is far, far greater, so you've got a far bigger gain from it. Once again, isn't it? You can't, there's no way to quantify these things, really. They're all only in our own minds as it is. Ah, But what this guy is saying, what this guy is saying is that you can quantify this. Okay. That's his formula, his mathematical, philosophical academic formula yeah. is yeah. that it builds into any system where it's like a financial system like the stock market or something mm. like that you can build into it a set of criteria that if it fails traumatically you can bounce it back if you arrange it for it to be that way yeah and, and that's the thing like with people who've had strokes brain injuries we're not saying that everyone is instantly going to do this you've got no. to push yourself to motivate yourself. So, you know, I could be years behind if I hadn't have had help at the very early stages, yes. if I hadn't been forced to do stuff. I could have just laid there and not done anything and couldn't have been tested, couldn't have been asked what words were, what words meant by my parents. Um, you know, I couldn't have been forced to also almost get better so that I'm able to now think about these things. Yes. So it's almost like it's a hand in sort of hand in hand thing that goes, you need some people there around you to help you and right. help you get back to almost sort of where you were. Yes. Which then allows you to look forward and be like, actually, I want to improve who I was before the traumatic event. Yes. Um, so it's almost like a double sort of barrel um, yeah. approach. So at least in... The, the thing the that, that intrigues me is that having thought, I, I can get... Can I get... Uh, originally, I always thought I'd get back to where I was. Yeah. I thought this stroke is not going to be the definition that, of me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting, <laughs> that didn't work. No. So I went to somewhere different. Yeah. Uh, but it never occurred to me that naturally built into everything is that I, I would actually could end up better in yeah. a lot of respects in my life. And the idea that built into a human system like the brain is if I just turn, turn that little key, which says yeah. now we can do better than we did before because this is a diverse, yeah. neuro neurologically diverse, horrible straw, mm. that it should produce something better if I just work towards it, yeah, and it's not working towards that, that in a way uh, I've I've missed a trick here mm. because bouncing back's fine, but the potential is I can always bounce back better, yeah, just by thinking I've got to make something out of this, uh, because the human brain is designed to do that, yeah. Now that would be that would be a big change for me, yeah. I think to to suddenly think actually there is there are advantages to this. Which I never thought of before. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, I have always, as soon as I got to that point, as soon as I, when I wanted to commit suicide in hospital, when, as soon as I went right, I've now had the 
sort of motivation or you know the impetus to be like right i'm going to get back to where i was yeah. which was a i've not stopped even though i'm probably back to where i was yeah now do you think i i would say that it's different but different but, but equal but pretty much equal wow okay um apart from driving well which, driving is yeah, only, I know, it's a big issue for you it's still yeah, it's still an issue but my reading is getting better my sort of writing uh, like if i do cards and thank you notes and birthday cards right. and stuff they're getting better and i'm using technology to sort of help me to be like right okay i'm reading a text Right, and I think that it's. Right. A, I think it's right, but I'm going to just check with my app that reads it for me. Yes, I got that right. Oh no, I didn't get that quite right. It, it said this instead, um, but it was close. So that's how I'm slowly getting back to where I was. But I'm also doing stuff that I would never have done before. Yes, I'm doing stuff that you know, rock climbing. I doing loads and loads of exercise at the gym. I'm going away. I'm going to plays i'm doing all these and would you of say that was an enhanced life and i would say that's an enhanced life okay, compared well, to what i had before because obviously it was a, a different situation but after i had cf for the first, last four years of my life really i was in hospital i was struggling to breathe i was, was probably going into hospital for a month coming out for two weeks i'd then have to go into hospital again you know that was my life i didn't have that much time to sort of fit in and to squeeze in the normal parts of life so it's freeing up your time in yeah. a way you hadn't expected yeah to diversify what you what you do in a in a kind of advantageous way yeah. to you. oh yeah definitely and okay. and so i think that if i think that i've always as soon as I, at that point when I was like, right, I'm going into hospital, I'm going to get better. It's not stopped. Like I've got better in a certain way, but it's not, I'm not stopping there. I'm not being like, oh, uh, I'm, I'm happy now. I'm content. I'm yeah. where I want to be. I'm like, oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to maybe have a house at some point. I maybe want to not live at home, <laughs> ideally. <laughs> um, you know, I want more and more out more of drive. life. Um, more drive. And yeah. And, oh, that could be it, couldn't it? And that's the thing. Drive, but, and yes. Is that my own motivation? Is that a process that's actually part of your brain body cells and brain cells that's just helped me to go ah and that's the key isn't it and because, that's your choice so yeah. Yes. Ah, yeah but it's not psychological because the brain is doing this naturally yeah because so without me having to do anything at all the brain decided it would rewire itself around my stroke yeah so the bit that they said was dead that was that was still there but the brain, without any prompting from me, I didn't have to say anything or do anything. It decided it would now start to work its way yeah. around that. So it recognised the injury, yes. recognised I was in a bad state, and decided to rewire itself yeah. to get back. Now I think that's quite an extraordinary idea. Oh, definitely. That that the the human brain is so amazingly well developed. But that's the thing. It's program like as you know with the programming. It's like I've had. 27 years of disappointments and having to bounce back having to have disappointments bounce back 
having and so of course in a way i was going to bounce back from my stroke yes because my whole body was used to you know for example going to the gym for six months and then being in hospital for two months and losing all of that progress that i'd done and i was like okay I need to get back on it now. Yeah, yeah. And I would go back to that six months and then cr- go back down. But that was my constant life. So that was almost, in a way, training. But this that's a neurological. That's, yes. Yeah, you were training, training neurology to, to, to bounce back. To yeah, bounce absolutely. Back. And now that like, I'm able to not, not have, have that difficulty where you, you sort of crash and burn and have to bounce back my body's like okay well obviously it's almost like i'm bouncing back from where i've improved so even now even though i'm you've like got better, a previous experience yeah. of all of resilience which exactly. most of us of course don't have obviously most, no, no most of us it's the first time experience which yeah. is kind of like what the hell's going on here <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so so that's probably held you in good stead because you kind of retrained your brain to be able to to deal bounce with back that. better. Yeah, and I and I think that a lot of people having been like, oh wow, you've you know, the biggest the biggest thing for me is people saying, oh wow, we wouldn't know, like people when I'm walking my dog, and they end up talking to my mum another day, and she says, oh yeah, sorry if he doesn't see you, it's probably because and they're like. We, d- we didn't yeah, yeah. think he was odd at all. We didn't, we didn't know that he had anything wrong with him. So the thought then is if there are so many people with strokes, yeah. brain injuries, and there is somewhere locked in this, the evolutionary neurological process of the brain healing itself, yeah. Then the mu- as much as we can find out about that is going to be advantage to everybody. Yeah. Because it's kind of moving the brain up a higher, a yeah. higher plane from this is a bit of squishy nonsense to this is an incredibly capable piece yes. of machinery or system, I suppose, mm. if you think of it as anti-fragile. Yeah. So therefore, we should be collectively finding out as much as we can about how the brain heals itself. Yeah. Because that's how we're going to evolve. And the final thing, therefore, would be if the brain reinvents itself after a stroke and we invent ourselves and then humans reinvent themselves, that's how yeah. evolution works, yeah. isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Anti-Fragile, Things That Gain From Disorder is the title of a book by Nassim Taleb, N-A-S-S-I-M, T-A-L-E-B. It's published by Penguin and available in all good bookshops. And if you're feeling a little anti-fragile, email us on whatmemory2 at hotmail.com. That's W-H-A-T-M-E-M-O-R-Y followed by the numeral 2 at hotmail.com. And check us out on Instagram at what underscore memory 2. The amazing sound quality of this podcast is because we are now using the best podcast microphone in the world, a brand new Yeti microphone from Blue. We were surprised and delighted when it suddenly appeared, out of the blue so to speak, so a huge thanks to them and to all the people behind the scenes that made it happen. What Memory is our personal podcast. Any views expressed are purely our own or the personal views of our guests. We are not expressing the views of any organisation or business. Many thanks to our amazing sound editor Jamie Rutherford, professional sound producer and fellow brain injury survivor. 
Okay, we're done. The only thing we know for sure after brain injury is that the future is unknown and daunting. But it's only going to be brighter if we plan for it to be that way. Bye for now.